0: Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book The Manager's Dilemma by Ariel O'Farrell. Keep listening to find out the eight steps of problem solving. Welcome back, I'm your host Steph Clark and as usual each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about a brand new book that is actually only out today. I was lucky enough to get a preview e book version of this book from the author, from Ariel O'Farrell, who's based over in Ireland. I'll tell you a little bit more about her in a moment. And she, yeah, she very generously sent me an advanced copy so that I could have a little read and potentially talk about it on the podcast as I now so yes this is another one that I was generously gifted again as usual has no impact or implication as to what I thought of the book I think about the book what I think about the book regardless of how much I did or didn't pay for it But of course, as usual, the focus is more on what the book was about and the three big ideas from it. This is not Ariel's first book. I will talk a little bit more about her other work and her books in a moment, but she also has a book about values and she also has another book about smart goal setting, which is something you've probably heard of or probably heard of the term of smart goal setting. That book goes a little bit deeper into that. But I think that is time to talk about this book, The Manager's Dilemma, which is, as I mentioned, her brand new book just out today. And before we go into the three big ideas, as usual, I'm going to share a little bit more about what it's about and a little bit about the author. Do you find yourself swamped by everyone landing problems on your desk for you to solve? Do you wonder why your teams hand over issues for you to sort out rather than sorting them out themselves, even issues that you think they should be able to sort out themselves? Are you getting so bogged down in solving other people's problems that you aren't getting time to focus on your own work? Hands up who's been there. If so, The Manager's Dilemma, How to Empower Your Team's Problem Solving is the book for you. The book starts by exploring The Manager's Dilemma. Be good at problem solving or focus on developing other people's problem solving skills. You'll explore how escalation habits contribute to the overload. You'll then consider the problem-solving process, discover how to identify at which step a team member might be getting stuck, and how to develop and coach them towards empowering their own problem-solving skills. A little bit about the author. Ariel O'Farrell is... Endlessly curious by what drives performance in business. She has 10 plus years direct management experience and 20 plus years experience of coaching and developing managers and leaders. The manager's dilemma is based on initial direct observations she made of behaviors she saw in her own team and how she responded. While mentoring a group of senior managers, she realised they had similar issues within their own team, so she tested her theories with them. She realised that while managers tend to be very good at problem solving, they tend to be less good at developing other people's problem solving skills. So she designed and delivered a well-received workshop. This book is based on the insights she gained during those workshops. Ariel lives in Dublin, Ireland with her husband, three kids and two cats. Both of those excerpts were taken from the Amazon book blurb, I'll put a link to that in the show notes, and also to Ariel's business, which is Evolution Consulting. As a fun fact, she's also the first and only, or currently only, Change Management Institute or CMI accredited Master in Change Management in Ireland. There we go, if you're looking for a change management person in Ireland, Ariel is the woman for you. Alright, let's get into the book and the three big ideas from it, The Manager's Dilemma by Ariel O'Farrell. Big idea number one is the manager's dilemma. This is the tricky situation you find yourself in when you're promoted to a manager because you're good at problem solving and therefore you're rewarded for it with a promotion. But the sticky situation you might find yourself in, and we often do find ourselves in, is that now everyone asks you to solve their problems as well, leaving you little time for your own. This creates a dynamic of dependence and learnt helplessness, which Ariel talks about in the book. And she emphasises the need to empower others. And the, the manager's role is really to empower others and to let go your need to fix other people's problems. And maybe your fear of feeling irrelevant if you don't solve other people's problems. And to invest time instead on developing your other skills, which might be including things like coaching skills, which we'll come to, and less time on fixing other people's problems. Other than being quite stressful, this is also hugely inefficient with the wrong people spending the wrong amount of time on the wrong problems. It means no one's getting developed in the right skills and it can actually diminish trust in teams too. Ideally, what you want to get to a point to is there's only three reasons for escalation and three true reasons for escalation. The first one is true escalation. Something actually just needs something more senior to sign off on or to to input to. The second is for a sounding board or where someone genuinely needs some help with something. And the third one is the situations where you just need keeping in the loop, which maybe just needs to be uh, more of a small level of communication rather than necessarily having to have a catch up every time just to keep someone in the loop. Look, there are obviously three quite broad reasons for escalation or why things should then come to you as the manager, but then you would tailor them obviously to your own needs of the project or the team or the organisation you're working in as well. So that's big idea number one, the manager's dilemma, solving other people's problems. Big idea number two is the eight steps of problem solving. I thought this was one of the most useful parts of the book and something I was thinking... That, yes, some of it feels kind of intuitive, but what was really useful is being able to see the eight stages or the eight steps in a very clear way. It is used throughout the book to assess where each team member in this imaginary team gets stuck and where the opportunities for growth are for each of those team members, including the manager themselves. This was useful, and the the point of this is for the manager to use it in assessing her team, but also in helping the team... Developed by actually making this really explicit around here are the eight steps of problem solving and being able to use this in coaching conversations with the team members, but also as development generally for the team as, as kind of a bit of theory. So the eight steps of problem solving according to Iriel's book or Iriel's model is step one, identify and recognize the problem. Step two, evaluate the size of the problem. Step three, research the causes of the problem. Step four, identify potential options. Step five, evaluate those potential options. Step six, decide on the best solution. Step seven, implement the best solution. And step eight, review the outcomes. As I mentioned, some of this feels pretty intuitive, but I know certainly when I've been working with more junior or or emerging leaders or team members before you sometimes identify that they aren't great at problem solving. You feel like they're coming to you for things that either they could solve themselves, they haven't quite thought through, but it's sometimes hard to break that exactly down. I certainly have Found other people have found it hard to to break it down into exactly where the problem with problem solving lies. So I think this eight steps is a really useful sometimes actually checklist to give to your team and say, hey, have you been through all of these stages? Now some of them might be more or less relevant or take more or less time depending on the problem or in different situations. But what it does do is it sh- it shows this really nice logical process that people can work through and that you can work through with them as well. And also for them to realize and and start to realize for your team members to realize what question you're probably going to ask them next so it starts to link into this coaching approach that you should be taking with your team as well because if they know that they've got to identifying the potential options or step four they probably then know that the question you're going to ask them when they come and ask for help is have they evaluated the potential options for example so it helps set that expectation and be clearer for everyone In addition, if you're able to understand where each person tends to get stuck or where you jump in and take over, it allows you to ask better questions at those different points and apply some self-awareness to the team and and to yourself too. And as I said, it also makes these expectations just clearer for the team. They know therefore where your thinking is going to go, what stage of the process you're going to take them to next and the questions that you might ask them along the way. So that's big idea number two, the eight steps of problem solving. Big idea number three is the coaching approach. I've hinted towards this a couple of times already in this episode, but a large chunk of the book is dedicated to where the manager in this particular story, Trish, is having a conversation with the coach, which I assume is Ariel, about the problems each of her team are having with problem solving and how to approach them where they are and work out where they are and then work out a bit of a plan of action. In a bit of a meta way, Trish will then take a coaching approach with her team. So this is her being coached in order to then be able to coach her team. And what's really clear is that questions are at the core. Trish asking questions of herself, the coach asking questions to Trish and Trish asking the questions to the team. This means that she is then able to go back to her team and ask them to self-identify and help them come up with their own plan. While she might have come up with a bit of a starting point to a plan, this means that she can actually take the eight steps to them and help them to help identify it as well. This chunk of the book is written as an exchange. So it will say the coach and then it will say Trish and it will exchange between the two as a bit of almost like a script. I will say, at this stage, this was borderline on the fable kind of category of writing, which, as we know, I have quite an allergic reaction to. However... It wasn't quite as cringy (laughs) as a fable. Funny, actually, side point. When Ariel sent me the book, she was like, I guarantee it's better than the 5am club. She was absolutely right about that. There is this part of the book, like I said, there there is this, this exchange between these two fictional characters. I don't love that particular type of writing. But what was really useful about it is that it allows you to... See the level of detail that you need to go into when you're doing this level of coaching with a team member and help you to see some of the questions, considerations, perspectives from other people that you may miss. If you just dive straight into trying to solve other people's problem solving problems, because it's pretty easy to overlook some of those things. Now, because some of those questions are embedded into this dialogue, it does mean you maybe could miss some because they're sort of hidden in the dialogue rather than necessarily having them written out as bullets, which I think some of them could have benefited from, for example, or some of the key points could have benefited from actually just being bullets and didn't need to be this exchange or this dialogue. And the fact there were five different conversations about the five different team members meant that that dialogue part did go on for a little while. But like I said, it is useful to see the different directions that the coach took Trish. It is useful to see the different perspectives that the coach brought into it that Trish would have overlooked or may have overlooked or you may overlook if you're having this kind of thought process about your team members and their problem solving problems. So look, it's useful. You may want to skim parts of it. You might want to read one of the sections about one of the particular team members and then move on and dip in and out of the book. I think that might be a better way of using it and reading through it than maybe reading it all in one go. But it is a nice way of demonstrating the coaching approach, which is hard to do in other ways in books, I think. So it's big idea number three, the coaching approach. The questions at the core. So we go. Three big ideas from the book The Manager's Dilemma by Ariel O'Farrell. Big idea number one, The Manager's Dilemma. Big idea number two, The Eight Steps of Problem Solving. And Big Idea Number Three, The Coaching Approach. One of the other models, methods that Iriel brings in throughout the book pretty regularly is SMART, the SMART goals. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and time bound or words to that effect. I thought it was a really interesting use of the SMART model to overlay it with the problem solving steps and then to overlay that with the coaching model and to overlay that with how to set the goals for each team member in a SMART goal type of way. Sometimes I felt like that was a little bit much. It felt a little bit over engineered or like it overcomplicated the conversation, particularly when they're in that coaching piece and they kept toing and froing between whether something was specific enough and how they were gonna measure it and things like that. Maybe that was just the way the dialogue was set out rather than actually the idea of overlaying smart. But I don't know. I just felt that it didn't really need that as explicitly. And I wondered, like I said, if that was overcomplicating it very slightly. But I don't know, maybe that really works for some people if you're a big proponent of the smart goal thing. Maybe I just don't love smart goals enough. Maybe, I, maybe my goals are not smart enough and this is why. Maybe this is the root of all my problems. So not saying it's a bad thing, just an observation I had when I was reading the book and think about how I would use it and who I would recommend the book for and which bits I would tell them to focus on depending on if they were struggling with this very apt, very relevant manager's dilemma, which I still hear all the time from people I work with. So again, brand new book, hot off the press, The Manager's Dilemma by Ariel O'Farrell. Go and give her a follow, give the book a read, download it. As I mentioned, it comes out today, so you can get your hands on that right now. If you have read this book, if you've read any of other Ariel's other books, please let me know. I'd love to know what you think, what you thought. If this is a challenge you are struggling with and you are going to dive into this book to understand better the types of problem solving problems you may be facing and how to approach them for different people in different stages using the coaching approach that would be a very good idea I think let me know how you get on LinkedIn and Instagram are the best ways to contact me and as usual my contact details are at the bottom of the show notes but otherwise until next time happy reading